Yo, what's up? This is Channing Clock. You in tune with Wapping Wednesday. Check, 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 check. I don't know, the, the levels are showing up, but uh, I can't hear anything in my headphones. It could also be that the headphones are dead, so we'll just go with it. What's up, man? I'm chilling. What's going on? Just uh, getting some work done. How'd that surgery go? <laughs> so I showed up to have the surgery, and they were like, this is just an office visit. And I was like, what do you mean it's just an office visit? I've had conversations with people about it being a surgery, and somehow it got messed up. I have voicemails like preparing me for a surgery. I'm so I was so confused, dude. So now it's November twenty eighth. November twenty eighth, what is that? Oh, they go to court for my father's estate. Oh, do they? Yeah. The who who's go is that like Mario and Right. But I won't be there. Obviously. Yeah, so today's podcast, we, we uh, were supposed to interview Fifth Boy, but uh, you weren't able to call in, so I did the interview myself. Right. So I will have... So we'll, we'll just... Uh, play that interview right now for the people and then you and I can talk about it. What up, man? So, Chan didn't call, um, so I just figured that, like, you and I were kind of record, and then he may call, or if not, it is what it is. Right. Uh, he probably tried to call a couple of days ago, but I was uh, doing all type of shit. I was in the studio, and I was trying to get these covers made. Yeah, the, I mean, it's hard to plan these podcasts when I know how very, like, He's in prison, so (laughs) shit happens. Right, and it ain't no. They probably went on lockdown for a fight. Ain't no telling. Right. How long were you in? I was in there for eight, eight years. Oh yeah, I guess that's why your EP was named what it was. Right, eight years, eight years, eight years. Yeah. What are you working on now? Fentanyl. That's what's up, man. You're making moves. Yeah, got to chase, man. You sit on that bump for so long, you be like, so 
<laughs> what did you go in for? For um, it was like a, a, a it was for drug trafficking. It was like a a drug transaction gone bad and turned into a robbery and shooting. So it was like uh manslaughter, drug trafficking, and some other um, what was the other one? Oh, aggravated robbery. One, one thing 16 that, at that time. how old? Uh, I was 16. 16? Damn. Yeah. So you, eight years, was that 24? You're 24 right now? Yeah, I'm 24 right now. My birthday about to come up in December, uh, December 8th, though, when I turned 25. Yeah, that's Sagittarius, right? Yeah. 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 No wonder you and Shan clicked. <laughs> yeah. Where we used to be in that bitch, we'd walk the yard. We we'd be talking, and motherfuckers can't even understand, can't even politics. They can't even keep up. <laughs> yeah, he said your work ethic is just insane. The amount of uh, songs that you had written and just like shown him in there. Yeah, I got crazy stuff. Like I'm looking at a bag right now full of. Like probably a thousand, fifteen hundred songs that I ain't even record yet. Or thought about recording because I made them certain beats when I was in there. So now me being out here trying to merge on the certain beats, I have to switch up the melodies and tempos, and I really don't want to do that. So I just been writing fresh new music from something out. Yeah, do you, in like when you went into prison, did you do you feel like you're a different person than when you went in? Yeah. Back in the day, I I was before I went in, I was I was I was I was I was fucked up in the head. Like I ain't I ain't had no vision. I couldn't see. I ain't had no goals. I ain't had no care in the world. Though. So whatever happened, happened. That's why shit happened to feel the way it did. Cause I ain't care about if I go to jail or if I get smoked. I'm like shit. I don't give a fuck. Fuck it. Sitting there so long, you put everything in perspective, you reminisce about shit, and you see what you want to do and what you're capable of. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it, I just knew. As soon as they open these gates, it's going to be gone. Yeah, cause it, I mean, you haven't been out very long, right? No, I've been out two months. It's going on three months on the second. And you're on your second EP? <laughs> feel you I, man i was up at five o'clock this morning right you know getting ready and doing everything i mean when you have a vision and a passion and you know what you're going for it you that's it that's all you need yeah that's all you need don't don't let those matter man yeah those matter they said they said a man with money don't compare to a a, a man with a, a 
say a man with money don't compare to a man that's motivated. I think that's how, how they say it. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it a hundred percent, man. Yeah, what uh? Go ahead. I say this uh, this thing on city about to go crazy, you know. About to go crazy. I got this song called Mismatch. Now I'm gonna start working on a video for, and I got this song called Fences on there that I talk about my whole time when I was locked in the joint. I'm gonna do a video for that. And I got this song when I'm talking about Chan on there called Boss Man Julie. I just talk about everything that's been going on since I've been out for real. I've been feeling. Do you uh, feel like dropping any bars on here? Yeah, I got something on here. Let me see. Let me think of something. I said, uh, I ate some noodles. Now I'm out here selling some poodles. My belt is on voodoo. My dude. Try doing numbers to Duke. She rode on that dick motorcycle. I'm calling her Duke. Play with her, no matter musical. Pupils on Cartier. I went to China. I just said these. I bought a pair. Javinci, my garments and robbing her dairy. Here, each hundred fifty. It's a hood affair. I'm Michael Kors for a cutter for Audemars. Arsenal full of some cars. Came on the bench, picked me up in that audit. Who would have thought we was broke on a reader? Rubber band gang, you can't call me a beater. I beat it like ice so this pot could be Tina. Chanel on my daughter, she turned to a diva. Drake on my shooter, he turned to a demon. Before I had whips, I was born up a class. Before I had batteries with 95 max. Used to have runners, I fuck for a month. I eat on that slut till she go for her taxes. She got four kids, she get 9,500. 100 grams raw for 8,500. Go get a, go spend a bed on the bill. I'm like, fuck it. She stayed in the K at the 3500. I'm really into the street shit. DT's holler at me on a daily basis. I really know how that child face. I'll charge so mad for a Debbie cake. Slap a fuck nigga for playing hard. Bodyguard might need a body dog. Serving that work in that dog. Junkie OD, that's the risk of wars. She crazy, my nigga. Call eight for a case that I didn't partake in, my nigga. No bent for the break in, my nigga. Think like a man in a jam. No sudden I lace in, my nigga. Sick of the weight in, my nigga. Cause I want it not, so I might have to take it, my nigga. But niggas be singing, don't stand in they point at they man. Please don't be draping, my nigga. Bitches be draping, you nigga. Spending their money on bitches who side is the only bitches that I'm feeding beside me. I only consider on family rhyme. Talking the drill, body count. Don't make him come watch his body bounce. Speaking on hits, bring the right amount. When you speaking about fits, I get gotty clout. Man, I'm smoking that loud if you leaving me speeches. I'm talking that telekinesis. I got daughters and nieces who want to be divas, so I'm just going to pray to exceed us. If you catch me laughing when I'm off in traffic, start to clapping and he let me have it. Hope I go wherever Rio is, so if we up in heaven, we can still be trapping. Bullshit. Damn. That was a lot of bars. Yeah, man, I do this all day. I got a million rats in my head. I'm trying to get out. <laughs> right? I feel you. How, so how did you meet Chan? Where where were you guys at? Which... We was in Mansfield together. Mansfield? Yeah. And, uh, she already knew of him just from the old record label he used to be with or used to be affiliated with. The uh, 40 Watts. So 40 Watts? I was yeah. already different out. Uh, so, cause so you're from Cleveland, right? Right, yeah. I'm from 105, 105, and Claire's here in Cleveland. Okay. He's from Harvard. That's up the way, but I used to be up through there doing music. I was going to their little clubs. 
So were you rapping before you went in? Yeah, I was rapping. I had a big crazy buzz when I was like 15, 16. Before I came in, I was on in Source Magazine. I was in, I had an article in XXL. I had those skits on TV through the news. My video had like 2.5 million views. Damn. I, I had it going. It was called Sport Loco on, um, on YouTube. And I got another video called Cheek Doe Shorty. They got like 50,000 views. You feel me? Them was the only two videos I had at that time. And I didn't even take it serious back then. I just used to be rapping. Right. But yeah, I had it going. Like I was in the county. When I was about to get sentenced, the CO had brought the magazine to me and slid it under the door. And I looked in there and seen me in there. I was sorry as fuck. <laughs> I bet. Damn, this shit crazy. Right. Man. Yeah. You know, that shit ain't about nothing. Can't dwell on the past. Yeah, and you're, you're young. I mean, you still got so much time. Yeah, but you know, I, that's why I put so much work into my music, though, because I feel like all that time sitting there, they they done, they done ran around the track and, and overlapped this motherfucker about eight times, and they just shot the gun off of me, so I can't be taking no water break. Right, yeah, I feel you got some, got to catch up, but you're still young, got, got the motivation and the energy, so... That's good. What <clears throat> do you feel like music has changed since you went in versus come came out? Because I've seen a major change yeah. in hip hop. <laughs> it's totally different now. Like from compared to when I was out, it was more um, from the music I was listening to, like the underground music, even a little industry music. It was more of uh, the sound of the music, like you had to have hard music, or it was most street. That was the appealing thing. Like, oh, okay, he he really witty. He it's like reality rap. He talk about what he living, so people gonna tune in. Now me coming home, it's not about none of that no more. Everything is props and and, and facades and your brand. So if he got a crazy hairstyle or he got different tats or he got a funny voice or he didn't he didn't pull the stunt and he beefing with somebody or it's just it's all about like your image now it's right. not so much like the music if you got a, a raw engineer and you throw some effects on your voice and the catchy beat and you got the image it's over with you out of here right it ain't so much you ain't gotta make no super hard music no more it's just really good image and branding and marketing. Yep, I I concur with that. One thing that uh, I see in you and what Chan and I have talked about is you have lyrics and bars, and you're blending it with what's new and and trendy. Which well, is, right, but I mean, I I sat back when I was in there a few like a few years straight and I already told myself I already knew what was going on because I stayed in tune with the music scene out there even when I was in there because the music scene different in the joint 
they not going to feel all your, oh, you got pink hair and you got piercings and tattoos and you just pulled a stunt and jumped off a truck on right. a cliff. They don't care about that. They going to listen to you and they going to be like, he's shitty because you're not talking about nothing. So that appeals to me because I want that crowd too, but at the same time, I can't get out here where it's a vibe thing and they drunk and they high and they want somebody to entertain them. But I'm coming straight with bars that you can listen to, but I'm not going to entertain you. I'm not going to give you the right drip to where to where you're going to tune in because, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I'm interested or I'm, I'm something different. Right. So I, I mixed it. I was telling my dude, I had dropped a song inside of there called Trap Perfect like eight years later going crazy inside of there right now. And this is probably in the top seller's page, like three or four right now. But I dropped a song called Try Perfect. Now, that's more appealing to the streets out here because it's more basic. It's more catchy. It's not so much lyrics. It's more beat and reality and a little bit more drip. Inside of there, I'm talking to my dude. He like, uh, he like, yeah, bro, I don't like that Try Perfect so much. Because he used to be talking bars where I got a song called Rocket Power that he loved when I'm, 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 I got some drip on it, but at the same time, I'm rapping and I'm being creative with my words. Right. When he heard Trap Perfect, he wanted feeling it because I was more basic. But out here, this ain't favorite song. <laughs> some mixed feelings, right? <laughs> yeah, they, and they, they high, they drunk, they can catch along, they can sing along, they get what I'm saying, they ain't got to think about it. I got a, 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 a verse on there where I'm like, she gonna suck a nigga dick for some BNMs. How the fuck you a good mom? I can't see my kids. And that just got the streets going. That's just basic. And I wrote that in three minutes because I knew. Like, okay, I'm, I see what they want. Right. I see what they want, but I can adapt to any type of style and still keep myself within it. Well, I don't be tripping. Huh. Yeah, it's like a fine line of trying to to appeal to those different audiences because there's definitely different audiences nowadays. Right, then you don't want to lose your main core crowd by trying to right. keep switching and keep up with whatever's going on. Yeah, I mean, I find the same same stuff with my videos, like having to appeal to you know people's attention spans are diminishing quickly (laughs) so uh then you don't want to dumb yourself down right yeah it's like it's a fine line yeah you gotta you gotta just pick and choose for it that's what i do i just pick and choose if i feel like i'm feeling that right at that time then i do that if not, then I'm just gonna do that and then it's gonna take how it takes. And yeah. then I just look from the, the the my previous releases, how they took to it and not go off of that. Uh Tom Hanks the the actor, I'm pretty sure it was Tom Hanks, but he was doing an interview saying like, "How do you maintain loving what you do?" And I believe he said he does two for them and one for himself. Meaning like he'll do two blockbuster movies and then he picks one movie 
that is just like one that'll fulfill him that he loves to do and he doesn't care if it's going to sell he doesn't care it's like balancing it because you got to fulfill yourself otherwise you're going to not love doing what you do if you're just doing it for the the attention or the money or whatever the reason is if you're not doing it strictly it's a balance uh, and that was, that's a good concept a good way to go about it two for one right. because at the end of the day like you said this is a business and this is work so I mean you do want to make money out of this yeah totally so it's understandable for him channel I do two blockbusters whatever y'all want me to do because I am signed up to be an actor this is what I do this is what I work for I get paid for it but at the same time, I'm going to take time out of my day to do this to the side because I like this and I don't care about the marketing team or what's appealing right now. I want to do this. And if it's safe, you do. If it don't, it don't. I'm not tripping. I already got my money out the way for my other two. Right. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. I'm, I'm going to start looking at some stuff like that. <laughs> right. That's, that's what I keep using. Like, that's my... Uh guideline too now when i'm making stuff it's like i'll do some client videos if if i mean i'll get people wanting me to do videos and i hate it i'm like just not feeling it but i gotta do it because that's where they're paying me people that's just what i gotta do and then i'll take some that i do that i feel feel fulfilled it doesn't matter if anybody even watches it it's like i did it and makes me feel good Yeah, I, I did like that. But man, I appreciate you taking the time to to come on here. Um, I was hoping Chan uh, would be on here too. <laughs> yeah, you know he would have dropped some jewels. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I appreciate you reaching out though. I I'm all for it. Cool, you man. Work on. Yeah, we'll keep we'll keep in touch, and uh, I wanna I definitely wanna collaborate with you on a video at some point too. Yeah, I'll fly down there. Sure. Yeah, let's make make something happen for sure. Yeah, what's the name? Uh, we gonna get it together though, cause I'm, that's why I thought this tape. I'm gonna fall back from recording so much and really just start focusing on my visuals and all videos for real and just promotion and traveling just to push yeah for real so well definitely can do something cool is there uh do you want to plug in where people can find you yeah they can find me at, um on instagram fifthboy underscore five t-h-b-o-y underscore on youtube fifthboy five t-h space b-o-y on apple music five t-h-b-o-y soundcloud five t-h space b-o-y Everything, this boy, and you'll be able to um, find me. Uh, you're on Spotify too, right? Yeah, Spotify, iHeart, cool. Perfect, man. That's what's up. I appreciate you, and uh, look forward to seeing what you put together. All right. All right, man. All right, take care, bro. Roll up and boss, I'm accountable. It be the kicking on me.
a foreign, they live with their mama. I swear that that shit get annoying. Broke with some hoe, what the fuck is you doing? Niggas ain't got no priorities. Most of these niggas be talking like bitches. I swear they was born in sororities. One take, no mistake. One take, one take. One take, one take. Yeah, yeah, one take, one take. So, a lot of the things that I taught, I guess, ha, ha, or he said that you guys met at Mansfield? Yeah. And how did you, well, what is, what did you remember, like, how did you guys meet? Um, well, um, what I can say about it is, when, you know, I'm a musician, Everybody know I'm a musician. They know I'm into the music and all of that. And you know, um, he was on the same unit I was in. And people were like, "Man, this is dude, this one little dude named Fifth Boy. He be rapping, man. You might want to hear him. He's pretty, he's pretty raw. You might like him. I'm like, probably so, but I don't really care. I don't have, I don't want to hear him. And we kept being persistent and making me want to listen to this dude rap. So, like a situation in my past with uh, Grill Gates, um, I was told that he was a good rapper, and I'm like, I don't want to hear no fucking rap. I was just doing some other street stuff, so I didn't really care. I was concerned about my own shit, but made persistence paid off and they made me go listen to him so same thing happened with Tiff I was like well shit let me go check the nigga out so um yeah I went and checked him out and bam I'm like oh well maybe I did need to hear him yeah he had said that he had known about you before he went in from like when you were on 40 watts and he said he had like he knew about you. Yeah, he definitely was hip to me. Um, Cause he before, well, before I ever met him or ever heard of him. Um, you know, after I met him, um, and I learned that he was, uh, you know, he was he was rapping before he came to prison, but he was still, you know, he's still a young man, but. He was even younger when he came into prison. I think he was 17 or 16. Or 18 or something like that. He says six, right, so, 16 in the, the interview. Okay, so yeah, so he was a, I know he was real young and he got bonded over to the adult system. And um, so me seeing him at that moment, he's like, Yeah, I was rapping before I was in prison. I'm like, Well, how old is you? Like, you know, he was younger, so I'm like, Shit. He said he had a buzz too. He said he had a re- he had a yeah. He was like, he said that uh, when he was in in county, like one of the guards slipped a uh, magazine underneath the thing, and he was in the magazine and double XL or right. something. And he was like, he just he knew it was like he fucked up. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah, so. From that encounter, you know, I'm like, okay, well, let me, you know, let me pay him some attention. So, um, he, had, I know he probably had rapped to me or something. He said some bars to me. I knew it was cool, you know. 
uh, for me, I don't have to hear but a line or two to really figure it out. So he spit something to me or something. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you got it. And I think I was doing something else. And I was like, I'll come check you again because we there. And we can't go no damn where. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually probably pulled back up on him uh, later and actually listened to him rap me a whole song or something. And that's when I knew he, uh, he was uh, pretty special with his talent. So then I wanted to put my energy in him because I know, you know, I know what it takes to, um, you know, become who you want to be with that music, but it's definitely still, you know, I'm teaching them different things that he might have didn't know for himself that, that, uh, that he could benefit from, so, um, yeah, I started to listen to him, and I started paying attention to him, I started bringing him in my cell and sitting down with him, and I started talking to him more, and, and I started really, really talking to him. I didn't want to talk to nobody else. And I ain't, you know, I wanted him to stick next to me so I could keep pouring my energy in him, which I knew would uh, bring him to where he at today, dropping fentanyl on these bucks busters out there. He just dropped him on a mixtape today on Halloween. It is Halloween. Happy Halloween, people. Yeah, happy Halloween. Um, yeah, he, uh, he dropped it. He dropped fentanyl today. So, um, one, yeah, so, one thing that that uh, I that stood out to me, which I knew exactly why you would connect with them, because I, I mean, there's a ton of people that are talented, but I I think that his work ethic is what also yeah. really drew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, his his work ethic. That's what I'm telling. I told you that though. But, you know, when I seen how much music he was writing and creating every day, night being able to sit there see most people don't get to see the artist what they put down right. you know you don't get to sit there and see him writing the shit and trying to make it a song and all of this shit I watched this dude go buy uh, beats off of the J-Pay system and it's like he was buying beats he'll go get a damn beat tape that got 90 beats on it and then write to all 90 fucking beats and really write full songs to every each and every beat and make mixtapes out of all of them and name them and call them different shit and I'm like how the fuck you know you know like it was like <laughs> like you just covered up with titles for mixtapes that he don't even never he might not ever even put them out right he's just yeah, so practicing I, mean, I, so I, I like he had the workload like I had it so I, I thought that was magnificent yeah which uh, um, you and I talked the other day and we weren't able to record it but uh what's going on with you 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 kind of hit like a uh, nice little motivation yeah man you know right? being in this place yeah well it's like you know being in this in this prison man it's a you know um it's kind of sad it's sad in here uh for the people you know, I'm, I'm in good spirits and shit all the time, and it's not because everything is going great for me. I just know that being down ain't the way to be, so I ain't got no time for it. And uh, the people that I'm around, you know, all I do all day is heal people and try to show them the right way to go. Or when I hear somebody say something wrong, I'm correcting it. Like, no, you don't have to say that, say this. You know, I'm like, like you be like, man, I'll never do this again. I'm like, man, don't say never, just say you won't. 
again so you don't make it an absolute yeah. where if you did do it again you don't feel bad about it so um it's all about mental health for me right now I, I like uh I'm focused on trying to heal people I think my I think what I want to do for my life uh moving forward is some type of social work but not so much as being a social worker I think I need to be next to a social worker and just help guide them through the people the people can relate to me totally and I think that could help heal to be the uh, bridge between the social worker and the actual uh, person that's needing the help. I could be the person right there in the middle between them. It's like, you tell me the information, let me tell it to the social worker so she can download it through the, the book terminology. Now let me take the book terminology and what I know through my life and my life experiences and and then let me push it back to the people that's totally in the streets and totally in the struggle and it makes it uh, easy for them to identify with exactly what's going on in their mind. So, I mean, I think that this platform that we're doing right now is really what I, like, saw for it is I I want to help people through just listening to this podcast alone. I mean, if we could change people's life, I mean, that's like the ability... To, to speak to tons and tons of people on levels that you know like we're not necessarily preaching this is like this is how it works yeah it's all self it, yeah it's all self healing like people don't people don't um, people don't have the opportunity to hear all the right words and they, they come in spurts like you know it depends on what the energy is so oh, totally. you know we talk about music we gonna be talking about music but if we gonna be talking about people and music then it's, it's a whole another conversation because the the health of the people is what's gonna make the music even more better totally like everybody like everybody always try to say you know ain't no substance in the music no more and this this that and the other and that's true I agree with that but that's because it's, it's a it, that's a fault in the people right now. Right, it's just the people. So right. I'm in the business right now of trying to transition all the people. So and everything will be substance all over again. And right. I think I can do it. I got the ability to do it because I noticed that keeping the right people around you um, it helps keep your mental health stable and and the stability of your foundation. So I was explaining um, to you that I got two white boys in here uh, that I that I talk to, and when I use the word white boy, I'm using it because it's not about the racial um, uh, discrimination or being, you know, white and black, but the difference between you have one minute remaining. The difference between. Um, what I see in some white urban white people and urban black people is the difference is that the white people that I talk to that's in the same type of struggle, it, they kind of get it faster than black people do. Huh. Why? I don't know. I'm almost on the verge of figuring that out. But when I say that, it's like they take heed quicker. And I think that may be, be something within the, our 
spirit as black people is not wanting to always open up uh, and and talk about what's going on inside of us because that we got sense. that hard exterior. Right. Can you call yeah, back? Let me call right back. Cool. Yeah. We're going to take a quick intermission to plug a few things. This podcast is produced by Bliss. Uh, Bliss creates original content from videos, podcasts. We also have art that's for sale and some merchandise that's for sale. We're putting together a hat specifically for Whopper Wednesday that says The Lane. Uh, if you know Chan, that's kind of his thing. So yeah, we'll have that up there. You can go and get stuff at experiencebliss.store and bliss is B-L-Y-S-S. So yeah, go check it out. Back, back to what you were saying? Yeah, yeah, we right there. So, yeah, so like with the, uh, you're with saying black men. The people in particular, uh, the black man, um, from being from the urban community, it's like, you know, we grew up, um, having to cover up, like, you know, most, like, you know, with the stereotypes of, you know, being ain't supposed to cry, and, you know, all those different types of stereotypes that I don't want to go into because we ain't even into that. So, right. but, but the, the process is, so I was dealing with my two white boys and I was talking to them. So, both one of them do drugs and one of them don't and the one that do drugs like just from i'm talking about from one week of this dude being a full-fledged he smoke a tune or k2 spice what they call it um he i made him stop smoking it in one week but he picked up another drug which ain't cool but it's better than smoking that shit and I'm gonna wing him right off of that one too. And that ain't shit what he, because he can't even get a hold to the shit that he was just smoking. Right. But what it, but the drug that he smoked, you know, drug. Remember we were speaking about, you know, people have to use drugs for what they supposed to be used for, like they specific reason. Like niggas need niggas to smoke weed need to smoke weed for what it's actually used for. Right. And every different kind, you gotta know what the fuck it is that you put in your body so you can use your your mental and shit the right way. Right, right, yeah, you know I'm on that. So, 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 I'm gonna read you something that I was writing. I said, now, the white guy, his name is Johnny, and the other guy, his name is Ryan. So, what I did was I said, Johnny is headed in the right direction. He stopped smoking too. He picked up another drug, which is cool, because that drug channels your attention to the source of your sorrows, which can start to heal the problems that lay inside of you. I said that um, the, the stuff that lays inside of you can come harm to yourself if you try to figure out what you already know to be true inside of your own body. But that's what can start to direct your attention to what's really going on inside of you. I said that misdirection is when you start uh, having a plan and you don't stick to it. And, and um, that's when I went to the, to me, you know, drugs have to be used for a specific reason, medically or to focus on the task at hand. Right. That, you know? Well, that's what, uh, like, mushrooms and, and LSD have very positive benefits when you use them in a 
the right right form like people use them spiritually and it's like a, almost like a shortcut to meditation and yeah, when, yeah, no doubt. It makes you like you want to go levitate, then go hit that right now, and then you can start to levitate and meditate deeper. Yeah, and you like can start turning inward, and it, like, if I ever ever had those types of experiences, the main goal was so that I could start looking at things to to that I was neglecting personally. Like, you know, we just kind of what you were saying about Johnny is. You know, if you don't start looking at the things inside of you and you neglect it, they're ca- it's causing you havoc, but you're neglecting it. You're not looking at it. So you got to turn inward, start looking at it so you can address it and fix it. Yeah, and you can fix it immediately. Right. It ain't nothing you got to wait for. That's the benefit of, of those type of drugs. Like if you know that, if, like me, I know that that's the, the key. I know that... It's the problem that's inside that all you got to do is you go in there and you fix that one little thing and then you can start going up from that moment right, right. there. You know, and and uh, uh, so with me, I was saying that so Ryan, he don't, he don't do drugs. And I was like, I was like, Ryan is in the place. Uh, he is in the right place. I said, he is in the place we should all be willing to reach, which is living a productive life without the use of alcohol or mind-altering substances. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and the, I, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, this is a great conversation for this uh, being the 31st of October because I did Sober October for the whole whole month of October where it was literally no mind-altering substances, meaning I haven't right. smoked weed in a year, in a month, which is the longest, and, and you know, I use it for pain. Like I use it very right. specifically, but not using. Right. I I haven't done had coffee. I've had literally nothing. It has been a hundred percent me this whole month. Right. It's been challenging, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's good. That's right. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, yeah. You still good though. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. We'll see. And, and it's crazy that I told. I don't. I don't know why I gotta do some research, but I do know October is just a bunch of different, you know, cancer awareness and fucking uh, 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 domestic violence, and it's red ribbon, red ribbon week, which is a drug. Uh, uh, it's, that has to do with drugs. Huh. Um, different, different program. It's all in the month of October. So for whatever reason you chose October, lucky you didn't even know it but you just put your your program for yourself in the month where everything gets paid more attention to yeah well uh, it was joe rogan is the one that like sparked it i guess i don't know and then i saw i didn't see it from joe rogan some dude that i don't even know on instagram somehow we connected he's an artist and he was like i'm doing this these are my goals uh does anyone want to join me and i'm like Fuck it, like that's like I'm always up to challenge myself, and, and right. so I I messaged him, said let's do it, and uh, yeah, man, <laughs> that was all it took. I messaged a bunch of other people to see if they'll do it with me, and nobody else would. Like, it just goes to show how addicted to everything we are without even knowing it. I mean, coffee. The second I say stop drinking, like when I tell people, coffee is a mind-altering substance. 
Like, caffeine is mind-altering, and people are like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely out then. I can't do that. Like, right. Well, what kind of willpower do you have if you say you literally, like, you can't stop drinking coffee? Coffee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's how weak we is. Right. You know? and, that, and, and that's why I'm trying to get us to the spot where I know that it's a time and place for everything. Like, it's a time and place to drink the coffee. It's right. a time and place to smoke the weed. It's a time and place to use the cocaine. It's a time and place to smoke the weed and the cigarette, whatever the fuck it is that you're doing. But you gotta know what you're doing. So, within my my speech that I'm preparing in right now, and I said, we have to, as people, learn to use our knowledge and wisdom to pick up the perfect times to find understanding in what it is we seek to find for ourselves. Right. Meaning that balance is the key to maintaining a sense of reality. Peace and harmony is what we want for ourselves. But being willing to listen and take heed is very important. I said that when I tell Ryan or Johnny something, they listen without question. Those are the type of people you want around you. People who are willing to build and destroy based on facts perceived through trial and error. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I said is I've been enough to, I've been a, through enough for us all. Like, like just, I don't never want you to come to prison. I did that shit for you. Right. I don't. I, I did. <laughs> I'm living I vicariously did. through you, and, and the other people I've yeah. met through you that have gone to prison. I'm good. You cool. You don't need that. And thank God for that. And and for any other thing that you that all uh, struggles that I've had that you may never have to deal with. I did it already, so we cool with that shit. I got it in me, which is enough, because that means you got it in you any damn way. Right. So I said that you know. The younger generation have to be willing to be led by their OGs and elders and etc. And I, but I said there is a lack of leadership within our community, and I have all the tools that can bring us all to prosperity. And I said we have to be courageous in pointing out the flaws in our characteristics in order for us to reach a peaceful solution within our spirit. So, it, like, I mean, you touched on it at the end of that, too, is the lack of leadership. We, it, I think that young people are struggling to follow and respect the, you know, older people and, and OGs as leaders because they're not taking the times to understand what's going on either. And, like, parents, for example, I had an instance where uh, like I'm on the school board and I deal with a lot of parents and they are stuck in this very old mind state and and they don't understand how the world is changing with they're not up to date with like how artificial intelligence is significantly right around the corner and they said that yeah they uh, they were saying that there is going to be within the year self-driving cars will be safer than humans driving and so like knowing that we're preparing our kids for a future that 
we don't even understand. So a lot of the I'm having arguments with parents and I'm like, you, you're preparing your kid for a college and like college is pointless. There are so many people that are billionaires and entrepreneurs and doing like super successful people that are saying don't do it it's a bad decision it's a waste of money a waste of resources a waste of time and all this stuff and people are still doing it we're still preparing children for college i don't understand it meanwhile i'm sitting here teaching my kids my kid other things which and then people look at me crazy and i think that's what yeah well that's what you're well, I feel like what you touched on in that is like we as leaders have to we're responsible for that. We have to understand what we're leading people to and right. you can't just be, because if I tell my kids something and I'm wrong about it, I instantly break his trust. And then right. then how am I supposed to lead somebody that doesn't believe what I'm saying or doesn't believe any of it? Right. So it's like yeah, no the that that responsibility is on us as leaders. Us. So, and I got and, and and for that reason, thank God I got it, and I'm about to use it to my full advantage. And I, I figured out. I guess it took me uh, what I'm 42. It took me 42 years to figure out exactly what needs to be done to the community now i can go fix the next generation of human beings to not have to go through the struggle of not knowing why this is happening to them and why they feel this way why the fuck their parents is this and why do everybody say that they generation x that that generation was generation x and why is the information outdated and all of this shit like we about to fix that so we gonna fix that Playing devil's advocate, I've uh, some things that I've heard and read is like the struggle is what kind of makes us who we are. Like you have gotten to this point kind of through struggle. Yeah. So how how do we find a balance? Like I don't want to baby my kid and not let him struggle through things. Like I want him to to have to deal with that shit so that because. It, because he's gonna have to, he's gonna run into, see, struggle is a part of life, so he's gonna run into it whether you like it or not. Right. And it, 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 some struggles are harder than others, so, you know, let not his struggle have to be being in fucking prison. Right, let right, right. his struggle have to be life altering. Yeah. You have one minute remaining. You know, let his struggle be something simple. It don't, it don't have to be a fucking catastrophe. Right, right. That's what it is. Like, everybody look at it like, oh, it got to be something big and drastic, you know, because when something drastic happens, change do come. But we not trying to get the people to be at the point of being at the edge of the fucking mountain. Damn near about to tip over before they figure it out. Right. Why can't they just be on their game and then be like, oh, I got it, and then move on from it there? in their living room instead of being on the street with a gun to somebody's head about to blow their fucking head off right to figure it out yeah I get that yeah man hey I gotta go to my I gotta go to an NAA program man so I'm gonna be done with this right now alright brother man I love you dude I'm gonna hey I'm gonna uh, call you can you free it sometime later today yeah 
Thank you for using Global Telink. Well, that was the end of that. That was a uh, really good episode. And, uh, yeah, we it started off with the Fifth Boy interview, and we ended on a whole different note. So I hope you got some value out of that, and I hope you... I hope that helps explain the motivation behind what both of us are trying to do. I know it's sometimes hard to to understand, like, he's in prison and we're preaching personal development, but sometimes, I mean, that's what it, like he was saying, it took him to go through those struggles and now he wants to turn around and try to help people and that's just kind of that's the goal with this podcast with everything that both of us are doing in life right now is we want to help and serve as many people as possible through the talents and the, the knowledge that we have obtained through experience and through research and so I appreciate you listening through this whole thing. Uh, this was recorded via Anchor. Well, it was published via Anchor. And if you download the Anchor app, there are, there's a spot in it where you can send us messages. And I would love to hear, and I know Chan would love to hear from you if this helped you, what you think of it. If you hated it, it doesn't matter. Just just send us some stuff. We'd love love to hear from you. Uh, if you want to ask a question and we can discuss it, anything, man. We appreciate you listening and taking the time, especially if you made it this far in the podcast. Again, this is produced by Bliss. Bliss is my company. We produce original content. We do services for businesses from marketing, uh, connecting influencers, artist management and development we have merchandise and sell art on our website uh, experiencebliss.store so if you could please share this go check something out if there's something on the website that you want to buy it supports what we're doing um, subscribe all, all those awesome things Chan is at the lane wop and mine is at jessup11 Bliss is at Experience Bliss on pretty much all platforms. So check us out. Chan's music is on iTunes. We're going to get more of it uploaded too. I can't wait for him to get out so we can record some more music. He has some uh, some really positive things coming out. And uh, yeah, check out Fifth Boy. His uh, album, this, this episode isn't going to be released for a little while. Unfortunately, EP mixtape Fentanyl is out right now. So go check it out. These dudes around here be trying to test my skills sometimes, but I'll be happy to, I'll be happy to destroy them on the battle side. Ten seconds left on this call.